0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. He's never lost a battle. (laughs) And he will never lose one. Amen. Praise be to God. For y'all who might not know who I am, I'm not Pastor Norris. We do look close. (laughs) No, just. just Amen. He's, He's my brother from another mother. Amen. He's a mighty mighty man of God, a man of faith, amen, a victorious champion, amen, the redeemed of the Lord, the healed of the Lord, the prospers of the Lord, amen, amen, and uh, uh, he's an overcomer, more than a conqueror, amen. He asked me to step in for him today, amen, and uh, most of y'all know the battle he's going through, but you know what, he's already won the battle. God already got the victory for him, amen, amen, but sometimes like he shared with us, sometimes there's things we got to walk out, amen, and we walk by, not by sight, amen, and he's a mighty man, he's he's done it plenty of times, amen, Uh, uh, he probably could tell y'all some stories he hadn't shared that, you know, in battles, you know, well God did awesome things and you it, it, it might knock you back You're like man God did that for you yeah and he'll do it for you it don't matter what it is oh and, and, and I'm talking about myself too if we can get the uh, just the full revelation on the inside not up here but on the inside how much he loves us? How much he loves us? you know in Hebrews 11 it said verse six it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him being God because the one that comes to him must first believe that he is not only that he exists but that he is God he is love and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him oh a rewarder not a taker, not somebody looking to snatch everything you got away from you, but somebody who wants to reward you because you recognize who he is and you believe, put your trust in him. You believe in him. Amen. And we need that. We need that and, and, and I need it. We all need it. You know, we need to Uh, there's prayers I pray out of the scriptures every day that Paul apostle Paul wrote and I'm praying them not just for myself I'm praying them for the for y'all for the body of Christ worldwide because the more and more we get that revelation that knowledge that understanding of who he really is you know these things that God has for us to be to do and to have are going to begin to manifest in ways that's going to shock not only us but the world they shouldn't shock us because we should be expecting it but it's going to shock the world and someone might say how come they've been holding out they had this all along how come they've been holding out maybe because we ain't been doing all that we need to do opening our heart to let god do all he wants to do amen let's open our heart you know to him and what he's what he's designed what he's willing what he's purposing you know let's not get caught up i mean we need to pay attention on what's going on in the world but we don't need to be caught up by it you know Because we need to know what the answer is to what's happening in the world. And you, as a child of God, guess what? You got the answer. I will say that again, Miss Jeanette. You, as a child of God, you have the answer. But to be honest, if we were honest, some of us in here are thinking, who, me? Yes, you. I can't do nothing. That's the reason why, because you're telling yourself, you can't do nothing. When in that same chapter that we talked about, about the offering on verse 19, the right chapter, verse 4, I mean chapter 4, a few verses up, in verse 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We got to get the understanding of who we are and who's in us. No, in and of myself I can't do a thing. But the one who is in me, who strengthens me, if he's got a thing for me to do, guess what? I can do it. Now if it's not for me to do, then I can't do it. And we need to find out what he's wanting us to do and it's written and what's not written or the can't be brought to what we call the particulars he reveals to us when we're diligently seeking him because we know he loves us he cares for us everything about our lives he cares about he knows our hurts our pains our troubles he knows the report the enemy has has been telling us and what people might say about us but you know what guess what he's not moved by that because he sees you as you are and he wants us to begin to see or perceive not only who he is but who we are in him in christ amen because there's things he has for us to do let me i want to read something the lord spoke to me a few days ago before i get into the into the message if i ever get into it but i'm i'm planning on it spoke to this today a few me you know, about on the 10th he said in the word in the word you find grace and peace in my good pleasure that i have purpose for my people my children whom i love and adore my jewels for the glory of my splendor being revealed to a world that has been ravished by sin and death. I will shine my glory to reach and receive a harvest of great magnitude before I come. Be ready. By my spirit, and my word in you by my spirit and my word in you that is on a schedule we don't always know the particulars but we can be in the know because Jesus told us when well, before he left he told the apostles he said you know it's expedient that I go away Because if I go not away, the Holy Spirit or the Comforter will not come. The word Comforter is talking about another one just like me. But he's not limited to just being in one body. I mean, Jesus can speak a word and a miracle happen, you know, a city away. But the Holy Spirit's in all the earth. In every believer and even outside believers to influence those who don't know him but he works with us and he don't do anything until the word is released just like in Genesis 1 that's Norris was sharing and we're talking about in Holy Spirit empowerment super natural ability miraculous power mighty strength this month the Holy Spirit even in the beginning when the earth was had been flooded out was covered in water the Holy Spirit in the darkness was over the face of the deep the Holy Spirit was there hovering not doing anything but hovering why he's waiting He's waiting for something to be released. What was he waiting on? The word. Like he said in that message, my word and my spirit in you. He's waiting. In Acts, it says that the earth is. Well, that's back in Genesis, but you're right. with that? but in Acts it says that that the earth is groaning waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God actually it's Romans sorry but waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God that it had experienced when the son walked the earth. We are supposed to be people of manifestation. Manifestation of what? Manifestation of what? Of the spirit of God. Amen. Did I get it right? (laughs) book Mitch Huh? which one was oh (laughs) no I want to be accurate with the word amen you know I might get the I know the word but I might get the book wrong or the chapter wrong but I, I know the word amen but you know what the spirit of God the earth is even waiting you can say the earth is waiting on me Actually, do that. The earth is waiting on me. Come on now, y'all. Y'all work with me. The earth is waiting on me. Why? It's crying out. See, when the when, when Adam sinned, it didn't just affect people. It affected everything. And everything that God created has life in it. That's why your words matter. Even with things things respond to the word of god creation responds to the word of god because the word of god is not without power it's not without life it has his life in it and the holy spirit sitting there who carries out the word of god sitting there waiting in the beginning and then the father said let there he spoke he released the word he released Jesus on the scene, Amen. He released the Word, and the earth is waiting on. People are waiting on your situation, our situations. I'm talking to myself. I don't, want, I don't, I don't want to ever be preaching at or down to people. I be preaching to myself a lot of times, Amen. It, but the, it's waiting on the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Why? They are the carriers of the word and the spirit of power that will cause things to change. You can go in your office and say, things can be hectic and you can start speaking the word and I guarantee you things will begin to change. It might not happen in an instant, but it will begin to change. Why? Because you are a vessel of the authority of the one who you represent just like an ambassador when he goes to a foreign nation especially if he's from a powerful nation and they don't like what they're doing the ambassador goes and shows up to the other to the to the government and says hey what's going on the nation I represent don't like what's going on here we don't see this as right so either you change it or there will be some repercussions. We want the best thing to happen, but if there's no change, then we have to act on what we know is right and what is true. And there could be repercussions. That's how it works. Because, and, and he's he not even the prime minister or the president of that nation, but he might be speaking to that prime minister and president. And because he's from a powerful nation, guess what they heed his voice why cause he's got authority what he says he can perform Though at least the one backing him up can they might take him out but you know what what he said will come to pass <laughs> and we serve the God of all the heavens and earth and he's given us authority to represent him And so it's waiting. And he's waiting on us personally. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit begins with our own personal Pentecost. Pentecost means outpouring. You know, in the book of Acts, you know, uh, after Jesus, before he left, he gave them instructions. He said, wait in Jerusalem till you get the promise of the Father which you've heard from me. And you shall receive what? Power. After that the Holy Ghost has did what? Come upon you. He didn't say come in you. Because he only comes upon those who he's already in. He comes in you to do what? Okay. He comes in you. To bring relationship. In other words, you'd be born again. And you and his spirit in you bears witness that you're what? A child of God. Son or daughter of God. That puts you into the family. But then he says, okay, but don't move until he comes where? Not in you, but upon you. In the book of uh, 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 the last chapter of Luke, he said it this way. You shall be endued with power once the Holy Spirit comes on you. That, you know, that word endued means to be, like you take a, 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 for just a good example, a winter coat. And you put on that coat. You put your arms in and everything. The coat is on you. It's not in you, it's on you. It covers you. Old Testament called it like a mantle and when the Holy Spirit comes on you the spirit on you enables you empowers you to be to do and to have everything that God called you to be to do and to have amen it's the spirit of grace amen but every person has to have but it's if they choose, because every person don't choose it, a personal Pentecost, which is so much more than an experience. We all have experiences. But when you receive the Holy Ghost upon you, something great and supernatural happens. He has come to bring us power, ability to bear in all areas of our life that we may, may live a life worthy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in triumph in this life. Amen. Turn with me to Romans eight twenty-six. I got all kind of little doodads in my Bible here. Romans eight twenty six. gonna read that to you out of Passion translation, but I, I'll just read it out of King James. I've seen the left a sheet. Romans eight twenty six. Likewise. Likewise, the spirit. Also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we all, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered in order to have a personal Pentecost we got to have a prayer life you know last time I was ministering I talked about about getting in the word and you know what when you get in the word you start finding out things that you didn't know things that daddy said god said that we didn't know but i didn't know because there was a a situation in the book of acts where paul ran in acts uh uh, 19 where he ran across some disciples you know and uh he came across me he said uh you know have you received the holy ghost since you believed They said, Holy Ghost. Yeah, what's that? I had not heard that there'd be such thing as a Holy Ghost. You know? And then Paul began to explain to them about the Holy Spirit. But see, they didn't know. And a lot of believers don't know because either they're taught against it or they ain't in the word. So they don't know what belongs to them. It's like a great uncle leaving, leaving you a wheel with all kind of money and homes in different nations, all kind of nice stuff and vehicles and all this stuff. But you ain't getting in the wheel to see what the wheel says you have. And you barely making it trying to supply for your kids. While in the bank, you got millions upon millions. Well, we got something greater than that called the word of god and we can go in it to the bank of heaven and find out what ours what is ours and begin to draw on it so we can do and have and be all that he's called us to do have and be or be have and do you know but we got to get into the word and the word would word would tell you about a prayer life see if you're not praying guess what you're missing out on a lot you know Jesus talked about in the word about people who came to them you know because this is an excuse that some people use say well them people that do, do prophesy and miracles and stuff you know Jesus said you know he's going to say depart from me you work of iniquity so they're taking scripture out of context right there you know but the reason he said that to those particular people because he said something right after that. He said, I never knew you. I didn't have personal relationship with you. You know? And see, being in the word and having a prayer life, the number one thing it starts to do is develop that personal Relationship with him, where we just don't know about him, but we begin to know him. We begin to, you know, uh, you know, like a husband or like mentioned Paulette there, you know, you know. There's probably uh, 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 and I watch them, you know, but there's you know, and they flow good together. They love one another, you know, and and you know. And, and Mitch knows what she thinks and she knows what Mitch thinks. You know? You know? They still learning. I mean, you know, that's a, just like God is kind of infinite, you know, sometimes a marriage is like that husband and wife where you, you say, well, I thought I knew her. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I knew him. Well, you know, it, but see, the thing is they're getting to know more and more and more. And the more they do that, the more... They can, they can intervene on, on behalf of the other or do things for the one, you know, uh, uh, that they know they need because they perceive, they know the heart of that person. And the things that would have hurt and harmed them, they won't, they'll even though they might have desire, they'll push away from because of that intimacy, that relationship. And see, when we're in the word, when we're in prayer, we begin to do the same thing with our father in heaven with our lord jesus with the holy spirit because the bible tells us in ephesians chapter five he said it's like a marriage the body of christ our relationship to him he's called our what husband and we're the bride of christ and he wants to know his bride intimately you know not just the physical things that happen with us, but the heart, the heart. Because physical stuff, we're all, eventually. But what's in here, it's eternal. And so we need, we need a prayer life. And see, the Holy Spirit wants to help us in that very prayer life. He says, the things you don't know how to pray Or what you should pray he said if you have that personal Pentecost with me I'll begin to reveal it to you I'll even help you pray that word he helpeth us you know and Pastor Norris has talked about a lot of time it's like you coming over to move Pastor Norris's piano the big piano you know you don't come to move it by yourself and he just sit in the corner you know no you take along with him to help him amen? amen you come to work with him and the Holy Spirit because if he did it all himself then you wouldn't need to pray you would need to get in the word or anything but that's not how daddy operates as a matter of fact daddy don't like lazy people when I say he don't like he loves everybody but the lazy in one place he calls them wicked Because they're expecting something for nothing. And that's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom operates off the seed principle. You know, matter of fact, you know, in the scriptures, uh, they it said in one place, he say if they don't work, they don't. Why well, don't God loved everybody? He does. And he's telling you how it works. So it won't be him. It's who? Come on now. Let's be real. Everyday life See, we're seeing that today in this nation. Not just this nation. happening in other places. Where people want something for nothing, but they don't want to give anything. You know? And the nature of Christ is not selfish. His whole nature is to give god so love he gave and if we're his sons and daughters guess what our nature is amen amen so uh, uh the holy spirit wants to help us to help us know what to pray or how to pray and sometimes we can't do that in our understanding so he wants to take hold with us and say just yield your tongue to me And I'll give you words that your tongue can utter. And you'll be speaking mysteries, hidden wisdom. Could be concerning your future. Could be concerning your grandchildren's future. Could be concerning this nation. Could be concerning things that God deems important that he wants to be manifested in the earth or changed in the earth. And you're the vessel that he's trying to grab a hold of you. Amen. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit, that personal Pentecostal experience. And don't get tied up on the word Pentecostal. Like I said, it just means an outpouring. And things pour out when it's what? Overflowing, right? Wouldn't you like your bank account to be Pentecostal? (laughs) You ever thought about that? Where it's just flowing and flowing out. I mean, there's so much in there. It's just reproducing and re... Well, God wants it to be that way too. There's so because there's so many hurting people in the world that need to know the love of one who's so good and so great and he has so much and he don't spend it on himself. He spends it on his children if they're willing. That personal pentecostal experience makes us uh uh look uh, turn to uh corinthians first corinthians fourteen before I move on here that personal pentecostal experience helps us in praying out the divine wisdom and revelation of God like I was alluding to there first corinthians fourteen verse two For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to who? Men or people. But to God. For no one understands them however in the spirit they're speaking what? Mysteries. Hidden wisdom. Jump down to verse 13. Therefore let them who speak Or the one who speaks in a tongue pray that they may interpret for if i pray in a tongue my who prays my spirit i think the amplifier says my spirit by the holy spirit and see that's where the holy spirit he comes to help amen my spirit by the holy spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful verse 15 what is the conclusion then I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding I will sing with the spirit and I also will sing with the under spirit with the spirit you know you're in a situation where you just don't know what to do how many ever been there or you might be there now you know uh, things are going on and you, I mean, and and, and, and and you've been in the word. You've been praying, but it's like, I, I just don't, I don't know what else to pray. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you're like, and the Holy Spirit all along is, he's sitting there. He's patient. And he's saying, let me help. Let me take up this with you. You know, and when we yield, you know, sometimes it might be a groan. But most of the time, it's a a language that you didn't learn. That your spirit, because he's hooked up with the Holy Spirit, wants to release out, but he got to get past your understanding. And sometimes it's good that we don't get the interpretation because we might get in the way because we might say I don't know about that God (laughs) you know you know because we think we are smarter than God sometimes and so sometimes it's better than understanding bypass our understanding we just go ahead and pray in spirit and the Bible says we're praying according to the will of who Romans 8 according to the will of God you know when you're praying in the spirit or praying in unknown tongues the king old king james calls it your spirit is praying you don't have a clue what you're saying now we can ask god for the interpretation he might not give it every time but when he does give it, it is because he wants you to know in your understanding also but we need to trust them. Whether the interpretation comes or not. And we don't need to get confused about what he's saying here and what he's talking about when there's the gift of tongues operating. See, we're talking about the personal experience that happened in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. But there's also gifts that the Holy Spirit, God gave the gift of who? Jesus. Jesus. He's the gift of eternal life. Amen. And the Holy Spirit has gifts. Jesus had them too. They're mentioned in Ephesians chapter 4 where he gave gifts unto men. Some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be uh, evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers for the uh, equipping of the saints. For their, You know, it goes on and on and on, you know. But the holy spirit all of them give gifts because why that's their nature love always gives you know and the holy spirit's giving gifts for the it goes on to later say for the prophet of the body meaning the body of christ god's a prophet god (laughs) not only prophetic but he's prophet you know ting ting you know increase you know but for the profit of the body you know your brother or sister going through something and you have no clue but the Holy Spirit wants you to be involved in it maybe giving them a word of knowledge or or to pray or whatever you know but anyway the the there's a gift of tongues Oh, 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 tongues in there and interpretation. Let's talk about when we come together in the church when there's a word given in tongues, a message given in tongues, then it shouldn't go without interpretation. Now if you're praying in your own personal language, especially if you're in the, in the body or you're at home, it says you know if you're in the body, you know just pray to yourself if there's no interpreter. Meaning somebody's sensing okay somebody got a word or in tongues and they're gonna be you know It Says pray to yourself. But when there's a message given to the body and tongues, then there has to be interpretation. But in your prayer closet, there does not have to be an interpretation. Like I said, the scripture says you can ask God. He said, pray that you may. See that word may, 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 which means it ain't going to happen always. Pray that you may interpret. sometimes he will not give it to you. And thank God, because some of the things, if God showed us what's happening in the spirit world, Boy, we, do you remember how angels showed up sometime in the Bible? And the, when they showed up to a person and they would fall down like dead people. And they'd have to touch them to get them up. Because they basically probably was dead. Just think if God showed us some things or manifested some things to us. We couldn't handle everything. So some things God don't give to us because we're not ready for it. We always judge by the flesh or what we, by the senses, by the sight, you know? But see, God is us in the spirit. And some things we see in the spirit, if we don't have a spiritual understanding, we might, like, whoa. Is that God? God looks like that? Or does the angel look like that? Is that, or is, what is that? You know? Think about Ezekiel. You know, God showed up to him as a wheel within a wheel. <laughs> see, we don't really know. We don't see, still see the pitch go. We When we hear wheel in a wheel, we're thinking, you mean a tire wheel or a bicycle wheel? Read the scriptures. But see, you know, we need to be in tune and with him in the spirit, aligned with him in the spirit so we can receive the things of God and understand like I said if you're praying in tongues in in your prayer closet he might give you an interpretation he might not but the thing is pray pray verse 39 one more verse and we'll move on that same chapter therefore brethren desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues let all things be done decently and in an order, verse 40. And you say, why do you keep harping on this? If you're not awake to what's going on in the world and you don't know what the scripture says, you can be in serious trouble even as a believer. These are the last days. and And this is the thing that you know, we can hope might pass away or or might miss us or whatever. The Bible says things are gonna get worse. You know, we, we in this nation not experiencing a lot that's happening in other nations. And we think we got it bad. But if we lived in some nations we wouldn't make it as quote unquote Americans because we don't understand and God's talking to his church like I read that word he spoke to me and he said it several times be ready and the way we be ready is to get equipped get in the word hook up with God and what he's doing and it takes being baptized with the Holy Ghost that his spirit fills us and overflows where God can speak to us where he can say don't go that way today God I want to get home I'm in a hurry you know I've been at work all day don't go that way and you better away because it could be your life it could be anything and the Holy Spirit helps us to be in tune amen okay The Holy Spirit helps make us more than conquerors. Turn to Romans chapter 5. And as more than conquerors, there's no situation in our life that can defeat God's love. I get to the right. Okay, here we go. Romans 5, 5. Let me back up to verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Grace, the simple definition of grace is God's ability. God's ability. You know, uh, the, the, the definition when you look it up in Greek it said unmerited favor. But what is favor? It's God's ability to, for you to be, to do, and to have what you couldn't be, what you couldn't do, and what you couldn't have. You know, mercy covers, but grace empowers. Amen? Uh, Through also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Ooh. Tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance what character what does character do for us when it's produced makes us look just like him that's the character he's after Uh, ask yourself was Jesus timid in the earth did he run away from those who were persecuting him he attacked things right And when I say attack things, I'm not talking about attacking people. He saw somebody sick, his compassion started bubbling up, you know. He wanted them healed. And he would heal multitudes. Why? Because of his character. He had the same character as his father. And that's the character that he's working in us when we yield to him. Amen. Y'all stick with me. I just got a little bit to go. And perseverance and character brings forth hope. What is hope? A confident expectation with anticipated pleasure. How many of y'all hoping to be in heaven one day? I am. Amen. If you don't have a hope, I mean, why even be here? That's why a lot of people are committing suicide. They don't have hope. And it says, verse five: Now hope does not disappoint. See, when we get Jesus in us, character starts coming forth. A hope out of that character starts springing forth. An expectation of what? Hey, I'm just like him. I can do what he does. He told his disciples that he said these works and greater shall you do. Why? Because I'm going away and the one who's going to have a personal I'm paraphrasing a personal Pentecost with you is going to enable you to be and to do and to have whatever I was able to be and do and have. Amen? He said now hope does not disappoint. If hope is disappointing maybe it's because lacking some character. I've been there i ain't arrived but you know we got to be real or honest i say you know because out of a pure and honest heart bible says fruit comes forth something's produced why because they open up with god and god says okay yeah i need to deal with that oh yeah that's true god and then he can deal with it whatever is hindering us from being and doing and having all that he says we can be and do and hope does not disappoint because what? The love of God has been what? Shed abroad or poured out in our hearts by who? The Holy Spirit who was given to us. Born again, He comes in there, but He wants not only just you to have a little dab, but do you? He wants to overflow just like He did through Jesus. When he said, I'm going to send another comforter, that word meaning just like me, you know, one who will protect, who will strengthen, who will keep, you know, one just like me. Why was he one just like him? Because, see, there had to be a lot of little anointed ones running in the earth to get the work complete just like him and so the Holy Spirit comes in you to make you like him so you can be one just like him in character in action in thought in everything that God need us to be to do and to have in the earth amen and that's why the Holy Spirit's here Remember when I told him that if you don't acknowledge him, guess what? What did I say? Y'all remember? I know it's been a couple Sundays. He won't manifest. When you acknowledge something, it manifests. Or it comes in the picture. Remember I gave y'all the example about, you know, husband and wife in the mall, you know. And an old friend from years ago comes up to her and they just begin to do what they normally do. Just begin to talk. Which is good. <laughs> they begin to talk, and he's there, and he's like, he don't know who that is, and then so he just starts backing up, going looking in the sports store, go sit on the bench, and they still going, you know. But then all of a sudden, the wife says, "Oh, oh, let me introduce you to somebody. This is my," and they saw, they seen they saw the person out of the corner of the eye, and they saw him maybe with her when they came up. But they had no clue who they were, or what they can do, or who, what they have. But she said, let me introduce you to my husband. And all of a sudden that word begins to bring a picture and understanding of who this person really is, which brings forth what? A manifestation. Because there's a hope that, okay, I expect him to be a husband. When we begin to acknowledge... The Holy Ghost. Knowledge. Him in our lives and upon us. He'll begin to manifest. I'll go and lay hands on the sick and they will what? Recover. Why? I got a hope for it. I got the word on it. And the one who enables me to do it is in me. Amen? Amen? He wants to use us. His divine spirit and power are working for our triumph. Turn to Romans 8.31. What then sh- shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him, by the Holy Ghost, also freely give us all things? That sounds kind of inviting, doesn't it? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies or declares right with himself. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. That's the one of the main ministries that Jesus had now. He's making intercession. He's praying for you. But guess how he does that? How does he do that? Do that Through you. He'll move on you by the Holy Spirit saying, pray for your brother, pray for your sister, or pray for this situation, pray for that situation. You take hold together with the Holy Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Christ, amen? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? You got to make up your mind about that. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are what? More than conquerors through him who loved us and still loves us. Amen. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor Any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. His plan for us is for victory, to be conquerors. You know, you know, Saturday's back. You know, the devil tried to take me out. I was leaving here after prayer. We had met and prayed and bind the devil and did some things. And I just went up the road, all of a sudden, my eyes just started getting all kind of funny and everything, you know. And, and I don't even know how I got to the place I got to when I, but I, I wrecked, you know. Took out a telephone pole and a brick wall. Actually, if you drive up the street, you can probably see it on the left. But you know what? I, but when I got out of the car, I was praising God. Even the people there said, it had to be God. He's even alive. Why? Because somebody's in me. You know, prayer had gone forth. Sometimes you're praying in tongues, you don't have no clue what you're praying for. It could be to prevent you from getting taken out. Now, the Bible says that, you know, uh, 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 that the wicked one won't be able to touch you. He said I give you authority to tread upon serpent scorpions over all the power of the evil but nothing shall by any means harm you and some people say well I know somebody that died from this or that you know or that happened to them just cause something happens to you don't mean it harmed you see my the vehicle was totaled and it was a Tahoe so that tell you what it was a, it was a situation it was totaled you know but nothing by any means harmed me you know had some soreness and stuff you know but you know what nothing by any means harmed me because i came out thanking jesus praising god you know those were the words coming out of my mouth i wasn't saying oh god how come you let this happen Or oh god how come this happened or how i was saying thank you lord thank you jesus praise your name you know and trying to take opportunities to witness when I could, <laughs> you know, even in the hospital. Why? Because it ain't about me. It ain't about my even my circumstances or situation. It's about him. And it's about them who don't know him, who, if they don't hear about him or don't experience the love of God, the power of God manifested in their lives, they'll perish for eternity. Think of the person you love the most in this world that you would give your life for. It might be one of your children. Might be a friend, might be a husband, might be a wife. But you know what? He wants us to have that same heart for every person. In the world, we wouldn't want them to perish. We want to see them come to the saving knowledge of the truth of Jesus. Amen. Give me a few more minutes, and I'm gonna wrap up. We sharing the the victories of the. I'm not going to even go there I'm gonna skip that one. I'm going to give you scriptures to read because time is running out. I don't want to abuse our time. I know it's kind of warm in here. That's why they flung open the door. Read Isaiah chapter 53 verse 12. Talks about our victory. Uh, uh, We share in the victory of the spoils of every enemy we face. Don't be afraid to face an enemy. The Bible says greater is he that's what? Than he that's in the world. Sometimes that enemy that is coming against you might be the thing that propels you to the place that God had planned for you always. You know, don't go looking for a fight, but if one shows up and you don't have a way of, you know, humbly escaping out of it, stand strong in him, not in your power, not in your might, but say, Holy Ghost, you're in charge. You're saying it might be saying it to yourself or might be saying it on your breath. Say, Holy Ghost, you got this. We're not afraid. That's why I like my brother BT. He ready for it. You know? Just like animals that sense fear on things and it'll attack it. The devil's the same way. But if we know who is in us, it don't matter what faces us we can stand. Amen? And also to the Song of Solomon that's a good test especially if you're married it'd be a good place to go read you know kind of spice up your little romance and everything. But Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 9 and chapter 6 verse 5 and it talks about we can conquer the conqueror's heart with our worship and love. Oh man. That's why I love worshiping God. Some of y'all men be getting a little, you know, afraid to unleash yourself in worship. Now you don't worship like a woman because you're a man. But don't be afraid to yield yourself and show God. Not in the worship. I'm talking about worship when we're raising our hand and singing songs. But not just there, but in your obedience. Because the, the simple definition of worship is obedience to the one you love. When Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what? You'll do what I say. That demonstrates your worship in spirit and in truth. And so he said, lifting up holy hands, singing to the Lord, sing to him a new song. Sing a love song, the scripture says unto him. Well, you know, man, I'm, I'm right. you know. We don't do that. We don't, you know. We that's women stuff. Well, you called the bride of Christ. Either you believe that or not. And if you his bride, and your husband saying, "I want some worship," you got to give up the worship. Cause what husband can do for you gonna be good. way i didn't mean to go there like that but it came out that way all right y'all get the picture though don't you amen and some of y'all probably behind closed doors you, you go wild anyway if your wife was to tell the truth j- <laughs> y'all say i'd be glad when pastor norris get back <laughs> my brother's saying oh man look at him but you know what this generation that coming up now they looking for people who, who can show them who can give a hope because they don't have a hope because they seeing everything going on and they want people who will show them the truth and show them what's real you know even if I have to act like a you know they this, it's this thing about being a fool for Christ I, man I've gone places and I've said things you know I've been to Africa different places but I said you know God use me and if I look foolish so be it but let them see you it doesn't matter about me because it's not about me it's about you and if you you know uh, some of the things you read the bible some of the things God had people do you say but you know what when they obey something mighty happened. why because it wasn't about them it was about him and when it was about him God was able to do For them and for others what his heart desired to do to help them. Don't fear people. The fear of man, the Bible says, is a snare for your feet. If you're afraid of what people think about you, guess what? You can't go forward. You won't go forward. But if you're unashamed of him, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me here on earth, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. But if you, what? That word, acknowledge me before men. I'll acknowledge you before the Father, which means things begin to manifest and happen. God has so much for us. God always begins his work the move of his spirit in our lives or, or work by the move of his spirit in our lives excuse me he always begins his work by a move of the spirit in our lives Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 and 26 just write it down I don't have time to go there Paul a little earlier talked about having begun in the spirit are you now matured or perfected in the flesh some of y'all used to really be moving for God and then you start letting the cares of the world Deceitfulness of riches. Worrying about this. Worrying about that. And you start getting weighed down. And in one parable, Jesus said, you begin to be unfruitful. And it's all about the fruit with God. You know? We got to shake ourselves. Shake those things off. You say, how you know that? Because I've been like that a little yeah. bit. So I tell you, I'm going to be real as I can with you. Without getting, I don't want to get in some place that's wrong, you. But, but, God, oh, do it in me, Jesus. Do it in me. I want it. I want to be real for God. I want to see lives change. I want to see nations, and I'm gonna see it. Nations transform for His glory. I want to see bodies healed. And I've seen it, but I won't see more. I've experienced it. Stop looking at ourselves and begin to look unto him who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Let me give you some action points. And uh, because we we gotta go. Y'all, if y'all hadn't noticed, I used to go a little long. I don't do it on purpose, you know, I get carried away. (laughs) Hopefully it's by the Spirit, you know, but anyway. Have you received your personal Pentecost? Ask yourself, have I received my personal Pentecost? What do you mean, Bruce? Okay, let me explain it one more time. When you're born again, the Spirit of God becomes to live inside you. And the Bible says you have the witness of the Spirit who bears witness with your spirit that you are a what? Child of God. But see, there's another experience. It's called the baptism with the Holy Ghost. You read about it in Acts chapter 2 and other places. And Jesus told them, don't, even though, you know, before Jesus ever, some people say the church started when, uh, uh in Acts chapter two, I believe it started earlier because in, during those 40 days, he came and met with them. And then they said, he breathed on them. I believe that's when it really started. That was the foundation. Now the the big corporate church didn't start till Acts chapter two but I believe that's when it started because they bleed on him he had already presented the blood so they met all the requirements and then he breathed on them if Jesus breathed on you that means the spirit is released but the spirit had to, had to come to the corporate amen to not just be in them but what upon them that's what happened in Acts chapter two. And then they begin to prophesy, speak with tongues. The Holy Spirit can manifest through them the way he wills, That says in 1 Corinthians 12. It's not the way we want to do things, because you might be wanting to lay hands on somebody to heal them, but the Holy Spirit might want to, be doing, want to do something totally different. Might want to just prophesy to them. It's not as we will, but as he wills. So we need that personal Pentecost. Are you utilizing the empowerment of the Spirit in your prayer life? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to help you in your prayer life? Just think about it. And if you don't, you know what? You can. It's just as simple as saying Holy Spirit I know you want to come on me and Lord Jesus you're the baptizer with the Holy Ghost. I choose to believe like a little child, cause you said if I have childlike faith, Lord Jesus, that's how the kingdom is. So I choose to believe like a little child that I'm be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Father God, give me the Holy Ghost upon me, and then just begin to release your words, Father. I love you just let it flow I have no clue what I said he does he does and you you think well he's just making up words you I could take you to some nations where they talk like and it's a language. It's a language. See, God chose the foolish things of the world to confound those who think they. See, we look at everything through American eyes. If they don't speak English or something we know like Spanish or French, then it can't be God. It just it ain't real, especially the the, those who get real religious. God ain't after religion. He's after a relationship, real people. You know, yeah. How many of y'all ever turn on a, a water hose in the morning or something, and the water come out, but then there's a flow. Sometimes it starts like that when you are baptized with Holy Ghost. You might get several syllables, but once it begins to flow, Amen. You grow in your prayer life, Amen. Never try to fulfill in the flesh. With the spirit bursts in your heart in other words once God gives you something or is showing you something don't run out and try to do it yourself work with him allow him to direct us allow him to unfold the plan with this understanding God's got good for me he's got great things for me now, what you might think is great, somebody else might not. So it don't matter. It's great to you. And it's from Him. Amen. Amen. Stand up with me. I want to pray. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word.